everyone, and welcome to EM Connect, the podcast documenting women trailblazers and their journey in entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ali Ali. And I'm your host, Guy Siva. And today we have two special guests. Yes, we have the co-founders of EM Girls, Candice and Emily. Hello, and feel free to introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Emily Nguyen, and I'm the co-founder and co-director of EM Girls. Hi, everyone. It's really nice to meet you. Um, my name is Candice, and I am the co-founder and co-director of EM Girls. All right. So uh, just curious, uh, what inspired you both to start EM Girls and like, how did you make it happen? Oh, yes, that's, that's a very interesting question. I remember I first met Candice when we were both in grade 11 back in November 2019. We have a few conversations about marketing and exchange our understanding on the field before, but the ideas of running a nonprofit organization hadn't popped out until we went on the same bus and subway together at the same day. I feel very grateful that I and Candice like open it to each other about our experience. And I know we share the same goals of making educational content and activities accessible to youths. Honestly, the initial ideas was to design the curriculum and go to remote areas to deliver the content by ourselves. After COVID-19 kicked in, we made some changes to our plans and EM Girls were born officially in April 2020. Our mission is to empowering girls and reaching the gender gap in the entrepreneurship field. Having seen youth coming uh, coming out of our programs, feel more confident in the knowledge and skill set they have gained is a blessing for us. And we are looking forward to reaching more and more girls from all over the world and sharing with them about our Yeah, I think Emily pretty much summed all of it uh, pretty well. Um, so for me, what inspired me to start EM Girls um, is that when I was in grade 10, like the summer after my grade 10 year, I participated in an entrepreneurship summer camp. Um, and then when I stepped into the summer camp, I found out that there was a disproportionate number of females versus males. Like uh, I remember that it was probably three or four males to one female. I just found out found out that uh, not a lot of girls are willing to participate or that they don't have the resources to participate in the business field, especially the entrepreneurship field. So when after I finished the summer camp and I came back to Canada, I really wanted to do something about it. I wanted to um, give more resources and opportunities to girls so that they can perhaps, you know, start thinking about going into the entrepreneurship field or like start knowing about this subject more. Um, and I had known Emily, as she said, as Emily mentioned before, we had known each other from a hackathon that we both organized and participated in. Um, and I found, I, I just thought that Emily like share very similar goals as me. She is very passionate about like social entrepreneurship. She is um, a very active volunteer in the community. So I asked if Emily wanted to join me on this journey to uh, give more opportunities to girls and perhaps start the nonprofit called EM Girls. Um, and we both thought that it would be a great idea um, and a, just a really great starting point to start 
thinking about bridging the gender gap in the entrepreneurship field. So we started the organization and we started calling it EM Girls. So basically EM Girls stands for Empower Girls. And our mission, as Emily mentioned, is to empower girls and bridge the gender disparity in the entrepreneurship field. Um, and I remember that when we first started the organization, we wanted to create a summer camp. And it's kind of ridiculous looking back now because during that time, it was like April 2020. And that was like the outbreak of the pandemic. So it was basically impossible for us to start an in-person summer camp, but we were wishing that we could possibly have a entrepreneurship summer camp and then, you know, just offer curriculum and lessons to girls in person. So that's, that was our first idea. And I remember we actually started looking into like renting a space for the summer camp. And obviously that didn't turn out into a reality just because of the pandemic was getting worse and worse and we couldn't really do anything in person. So um, we, we decided that we're going to go into another like kind of direction and then possibly doing everything virtually online. Um, and we started this program called 2P program and basically stands for two day, two day pitching program where we would teach like middle schoolers and high schoolers entrepreneurship and how like how to pitch their business, how to start their business and, su and such. Um, so like that was our first ever initiative um, and our main target market, like what we wished for was targeting mainly like middle schoolers, but then that like the marketing strategy kind of, it didn't really work out just because it was approaching the end of the school year. Um, and a lot of schools were like starting to close. So it was kind of, it was like very difficult to reach out to middle schoolers um, to tell them about this opportunity. So we started thinking of like targeting high school students. And at the end, um, we hosted the 2B program for both high school students and middle schoolers. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember we had around like 30 students who attended our 2P program. So that was our first initiative. Um, and then the rest is history. So that's just a little bit of, about the beginning of EM Girls and how we started. That is so inspirational. I am so grateful to be part of this organization. But another um, question is currently you guys have an entrepreneurial competition going on. Um, so how did you come up with that idea and to have an international, like have an international competition for anyone who identifies as a, wom a woman in entrepreneurship? And when was this and how did you both go about executing this idea? Honestly, uh, the only thing I remember is that Easy was born from the amazing teamwork of our EM Girls executive team back in July 2020. So uh, I don't remember clearly how we came up with this, but I enjoyed the working experience. Yeah, I actually kind of remember this and I really have to dig it out from my memories. But I remember that after we hosted the 2P program, we're thinking, what are our next steps? What are the future events that we can host that can like uh, better provide resources to more girls? Um, and by that time, we had already established our executive team um, and we were just like brainstorming about what to do next, what are other initiatives that we can possibly implement 
And I remember that Emily and I asked every single executive to put down their ideas, like their, their ideas for possible events on a piece of document. So everybody put down their ideas and the ideas like included, you know, um, offering curriculum to young girls about entrepreneurship and business. And then there was also an idea about like hosting an entrepreneurial competition for girls only and possibly having a mentorship program, possibly having a grant or like a kickstart fund for the winners. Um, so we voted on the ideas that were most feasible and that ended up being the EM Girls Entrepreneur Competition. So after we decided on like a structure or a brief description of what we are going to do next, we started building more of the details for this event. We started thinking about what are the programs or the specific, the specific features that we could have for this competition. And we thought that like maybe a mentorship program would be really good because we're, we're going to be able to pair up young girls with experienced female entrepreneurs or leadership in or leaders in the business field together so that they can, you know, and perhaps the more experienced people can give feedback to the young girls. Um, so that was like the one of the specific features that we had in the competition. And we still have it for this year uh, too. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, yeah, sorry. Emily, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So yeah, I, I really like the ideas that, you know, we don't have like a very certain plan like going on throughout the years because we know that, you know, things will change such as like the COVID-19 and stuff. So uh, we basically like just put the ideas on a document whenever we have time and we think of one and we, uh, so be, for example, when we end easy, we will, uh, come back to that talk again and talk to each other about the ideas and then we get everyone to vote. So yeah, everyone can engage in the ideation stage. So that's, I really yeah. like. Exactly, one of the best thing about our team is that we're a very collaborative bunch. We would, uh, I remember how like when we first started the entrepreneurial competition, we would just like talk for hours and hours about the ideas and everybody had so much to contribute and to suggest. So like big shout out to our team. <laughs> the EM Girls yeah. team is probably they, one they of have the worked best so hard. out there. Yeah, we worked very hard for it. I remember, yeah, like for sure. And then um, we, we also had to like work very hard for the sponsorships and for the funds that would eventually go into the prizes for the winners. Um, so yeah, that's just, another really big features of the competition yeah. um yeah sometimes we become and, like the parents so we kind of have yeah. to like limit the meeting time so everyone like don't overwork themselves and like stay up to yeah. like for yeah for sure like i just feel like the entrepreneurial it's kind of funny like uh we are a entrepreneurship like nonprofit, but our team is also very entrepreneurial. Everybody had like so many ideas that they could contribute to the team. So it was great. Um, and the competition turned out to be a pretty hit, a like pretty good hit. And it was definitely a success. Uh, for last year's competition, we had over 490 participants from 94 countries, if I remember this correctly. Oh, 49. Um, and, like, <laughs> 49. Yeah, 49. 
yeah, 49 countries. Yes, there you go. Yeah, so it was just like we were able to meet so many different people from like these countries and people have diverse backgrounds. So it was just overall very rewarding and nice experience to be able to like connect with so many young girls and hear their ideas. So um, yeah, that's basically like how we came up with the idea of the entrepreneurial competition. Questions for Emily, but honestly, um, seeing you on CTV was just so awesome. So I just wanted to ask, like, how was it like being interviewed on CTV and just being on live TV? And like, what was that experience like? Yeah, like before the CTV, I have been like in broadcasting in like Vietnam before. But, like, it's, there's like a funny things that like whenever I am on air. I never like get to find the videos of myself on televisions or on YouTube because uh, I I, I kind of miss it a lot. So CTV experience was the first one that I get to see myself on live. So uh, it was a very interesting experience. I really hope one day our team can be on CTV together. It has so much fun to look at our team dynamics and close friendship during the top time. And I deeply agree. Yeah, it's definitely kind of weird seeing ourselves on TV for sure. Um, and I think it was my first time also being interviewed by like uh, media. So it was definitely a little bit nerve wracking, but I think Emily and I made it through it so it went pretty well yeah we we kind of like uh we was pretty nervous before before that so we just met up each other on a meeting and figure out some like possible question maybe ask during the interview and answer them together so to ensure we remember like the key information about the organization and i think i think that reparation was very good to you know, get something stuck in our mind and speak it, speak about it. That is interesting. Um, this question is for Candice. Um, are there any plans that you would like to make like EM girls known to or like known for like breaking the gender gap essentially? Um, in terms of plans I guess like we our organization has always had the goal as I mentioned to empower girls and to provide them with like more opportunities especially in entrepreneurship fields so I guess we have always been and will always be promoting that value and kind of that mission to our audience but just in terms of like specific plans if you're asking for our specific goals then I would say that one of our priority right now is just uh, making sure that the EM Girls Entrepreneur Competition can pr provide as much as possible to our participants. This year, we're actually still running our second um, competition and it's going to end possibly in July, 2021. So um, we are currently in like the mentor mentorship phase, as I mentioned. It's basically where we pair up mentors with mentees um, and the participants will get feedback from professionals and female entrepreneurs. So we are currently in that phase and we really wish that our, the girls are able to meet um, their role models through this and they're able to like just enhance their entrepreneurial skills overall. So that's our 
like current goal right now, uh, we are always, always looking to expand our organization and then being able to reach more female, uh, especially young girls, and then allow them to know that they can do anything, you know, like even though entrepreneurship, it may sound a little bit scary, even though it's a field that's dominated by mainly males, um, girls are still are able to, and they have the power and potential to uh, break through and be leaders in this field. So we really want to deliver that value to everybody, especially girls. So this is for both Candace and Emily. Uh, what's it like running a nonprofit organization while you're like still in high school? Uh, as a team of two, when we first started, it was interviewing to learn about things ourselves and then experiment with it. For example, like both both of us had not like worked on sponsorship before, so we started from scratch and taught each other how to apply for it and fill out some paperwork. Then later on, we started to train a few others and helped them with it. If the others are skilled in that field already, for example, marketing, they will let us know why they make a certain decision or teach us about their approach towards of problems. Besides the formal settings, uh, joining the fun activities is a really fun way to build memory during high school as well. I notice most of the time we will exceed the duration we set at the beginning and play until there's nothing left or when it's time for sleep. It would be it would be very a uh, little more work to do under the executive director position, but I I don't think it should be a big problem if you have passion for something and are ready to invest your time and effort on it. Yeah, I think Emily made a great point. I think running a nonprofit in high school is definitely not a very easy process. You have to balance your schoolwork and your extracurricular activities at the same time. So it, you really have to like organize your time properly. For me personally, um, Emily and I are actually both in grade 12 right now. So we started EM Girls when we were going into grade 11. So that was like the summer of grade 10. We started, no, the summer of grade 11 actually. So um, that means that we are going to run EM Girls in grade 12, which means that there's going to be like a lot of schoolwork and there's going to be university applications. So there's definitely a lot to like balance at the same time. Um, but I think that for EM girls specifically, we really try to delegate our responsibilities and tasks to each, uh, each our member. And we make sure that everything is very organized um, and everybody knows what they have to do weekly. So being able to just have like the system and a very clear schedule um, is very, very crucial and it has helped us so much. And every single of our executive members are so helpful. Like they're such talented individuals and they are very skilled in a lot of different fields. So I just feel very lucky and very honored to be able to meet and work with so many talented individuals. But yeah, um, I think building a nonprofit in my high school year, especially grade 12, has definitely been rewarding um, and it's been a great ride so far. Yeah, to elaborate on Candice's point, uh, I think like as like we, we have like two executive directors at EM Girls, so the, the workload has been, you know, 
distribute fairly so there's no too much work for one individual and uh, I think one thing I really appreciate between me and Candice is that at any time we can keep the communication going on for example if I have like an exam on this week I will let Candice know beforehand so we we know how the how the schedule is going to work and um we also like have some meeting like to catch up with each other like update if one missed the previous meeting so we always like stay on the same page about everything and know what each other is doing yeah that, that's very important yeah i also just wanted to add like uh just specifically for the em girls entrepreneurial competitions because we had so many participants from different countries we were able to meet like um, all of these girls from country from like 49 countries right so for our first competition we did have like one-on-one -on -one meetings one of our executive members suggested that um, we could offer one-on-one -on -one meetings for the participants so that they could ask us questions and we can provide them feedback in the meetings. So I actually got to meet so many different people. Um, I remember I met someone from like South Africa, someone from the States, from Canada and just from all around the world. And having that experience, um, having experienced that like meeting so many people is such a rewarding experience. Um, and I got to hear so many unique and special ideas from these girls. So it's definitely once in a lifetime opportunity um, and just very rewarding overall. That is amazing to hear. Like, honestly, I like the way you explain it. Honestly, it's, it's very creative. Um, but this question is directly like kind of for the listeners, but do you have any tips for people looking to start their own business or even a nonprofit like yourselves? Um, if you're interested in running a nonprofit organization, my first advice would be like joining one first, such as like EM Girls intern program or applying for the upcoming EM Girls executive team in summer to get ideas how an organization works and get to know your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I also like wrote down a bunch of ideas that I can think of and elaborated on my notebook whenever I have time and think about it when I, when I was like walking to school or I was like having some free time. So I'm sure that like each of the ideas, uh, not, not all of them will turn into the realities, but if you're patient with the process, one of them will work. So just have faith and like patient throughout the journey. If not like seek getting out for other help would not be like a bad ideas at all. Yeah, I definitely echo what Emily is saying. Um, if you do want to start a nonprofit, I would just say that you need to be passionate about the cause that you're focusing. So for us specifically, we're focusing on female empowerment, empowerment and entrepreneurship. And Emily and I are both advocates for like female empowerment. So we are very passionate about the about the uh, subject, and we really want to like bring out the potential from young girls. So first of all, be passionate, be interested in what you're doing. And also as Emily said, I think it's important to have patience and, and to know that like, if you wanna succeed, um, then you 
need to have the patience and you need to figure out ways to achieve your goals. So when we first started the nonprofit, it was definitely not a very easy journey. I remember that it was quite hard in the beginning to like reach out to participants, especially because our first event was the 2P program and we wanted to target middle schoolers. Um, and it was just very difficult to target them, very difficult to promote the event to middle schoolers. So we decided that we're gonna go with another route to target high school students, right? So I just think that it's important to be flexible and to be adaptable with the environment. So um, also just because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we first wanted to do a summer camp, but because of that, we decided that we're not going to do the in-person summer camp when we're going to do something else so yeah just have patience believe in what you're doing i also think that it's pretty important to find good members and find like-minded people to uh, who are going to work with you uh, members and the people that you're going to work with is crucial, especially if you're starting a nonprofit, you're not gonna do everything yourself. You're probably gonna have to gather forces from all different kinds of people. So for Emily and I, I think that we have been very lucky to be able to um, have our executive team on board with us. You know, every single one of them is so, is so special and can contribute so much. So if you are thinking of starting an organization, then finding the right people is definitely key as well. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, that's like some great advice. Um, so this is for like all the, this question is for all the women and girls that are listening in. Um, how can um, they get involved in breaking the gender gap in the entrepreneurship field and just in general, like combating gender inequality in the field? I think to answer this question, I would just say representation is very important. And that's exactly what we're doing at EM Girls. Just uh, trying to let more girls know that they can achieve or they can, they can achieve anything or that they can be in the field that they want to be or interested in. So I guess um, it's very important to, to like find that representation um, and to stand up for yourself so if you are interested in something and you see that like maybe there's uh, fewer opportunities for it, then I think you should probably take action um, and start advocating for yourself as well as for the other young girls. Um, and I think that is what exactly what we are trying to achieve here. Um, but also, like if you want to, if you're interested in entrepreneurship right now, I think it's also a really great way to get involved in other pro in like initiatives and projects. So if you are a young girl and you are interested in entrepreneurship or want to try it out, then definitely come join EM Girls. Uh, participate in the competition that we are hosting. We're also going to be releasing intern team application. Actually, we have already released that, but we are going to be released our executive team application. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, so that's it for me. Yeah, to, to expand on Candice's uh, idea so far. So as she mentioned, like women at my age can start their journey with smaller stuff, such as like learning from open online courses or trying clubs and organization. 
However, you don't always have to limit yourself within the both option or even, you know, pay too much about the gender gap because if you can find anything that suits your need, you can do some research about it and explore other options from from other city that uh, not the one that you're living in and or country and figure out what is the most suitable environment and opportunities for your role. If you have uh, like any ideas how to remote entrepreneurship um, uh, to, for like young women, female entrepreneurs, feel free to come to EM Girls. We would love to hear more ideas from our participant and um, maybe together we can collaborate and turn that into reality. Those are amazing answers. Honestly, um, like this is like not my, like I honestly, when I first like registered, I was like, oh my God, I just need to do this. I want to join it. And I'm so grateful to actually like be part of it. But um, apart from like everything that you said, like what is the main obstacle that stands between you and your mission? And how do you plan, plan to overcome them? So uh, one obstacle that I can think of right now is, uh, you, you know that our output is global. So it's definitely a challenge to reach out to more and more girls, not just surrounding in North America, but other parts of the world as well. As well. So we're paying more effort on marketing and advertising our projects in different platforms. We're planning to, you know, you know, like recruit international participants to our team as well. So there's like a diversity in our team and they can reach out to the other participants which speak the same language as them. So we, we understand that not everyone is going like to speak like English fluently and we are really, we are working hard on that. So the content and the competition were more accessible for everyone, not just like surrounding North America, like Canada or the US, but more, but also like girls who speak other languages. Yeah, I definitely agree with Emily. Um, I think that making the competition more accessible or what like just our initiatives in general more accessible to people is crucial. And that's something that we have been doing and working towards for sure. So I actually remember that for our last competition, like our first competition, we had lots of part some participants from Spanish speaking countries. And they asked us in the ceremony whether Spanish is available to the participants, like if we're able to provide our information packages or even speak in ceremonies in Spanish. But we obviously can't do that. Like I don't really know how to speak Spanish and our team members don't really know how to do that. So I think like just making things more inclusive, making the languages and culture backgrounds more inclusive in our competition and our organization is something that we definitely need to work towards. And I also think that Emily also said a really great point, like we are targeting and we are having more participants uh, from North America, like the majority of our participants are actually from North America. So that's like America and Canada. So we are definitely like looking um, to reach to girls who are from other countries or continents 
especially those countries with fewer resources and opportunities. So maybe we're thinking of like reaching girls more um, in Asia or in Africa or just other continents in general. So yeah, that's definitely something that we will work towards. Yeah, if you can speak English and you can, you're fluent in your native language, feel free to reach out to EM Girls. We have our website and on here we have a chapter option where you can apply for a regional executive position. And when you contact us, uh, we will schedule an interview with you and um, we will uh, we'll, we'll really want to see, like we're looking, we're basically just looking for like passionate and dedicated individual, nothing much to be honest. And uh, when you like agree to like start to open a chapter, we can, you know, just guide you through the process. Uh, yeah. That's an unavailable opportunity at the young girls right now. Okay, yeah, sounds cool. Um, so final question, what are your goals for the organization this year? Um, at, at the moment, we can reveal like the specific goals of organization online, but we are looking forward to our collaboration with a university and you organize HN this summer, so stay tuned. And as uh, Candice and I mentioned before, we are also like thinking of like expanding the chapters into the national in internationally. So yeah, we definitely looking for page uh, for dedicated and passionate individual to join our team this summer. Yeah, Emily pretty much summed it up pretty well. But I would just say that. In terms of individual or short-term goals, we are definitely thinking of expanding more and making everything more accessible. But just as always, our main goal and priority has always and will always be to empower girls. So in whatever way or whatever initiative that we do, we'll always be you know, focusing on that and uh, trying to just reach out to more girls and young girls specifically. That is amazing. Honestly, it's amazing to hear. Um, thank you so much for being here. And do you have anything else to say or ask us any questions? No, thanks for having us. No, not really. Thank you for organizing this. It's really my pleasure to be here. Thank you. All right, that concludes this episode. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time on another episode of EM Connects. Bye guys. Bye. 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 Bye.